Good morning, beautiful ones. Welcome to the Hot Mess Bible Club. This is Kenton. Today I have with me uh, Baker and Hagen, and we're going to have a hopefully a good conversation about miracles and the supernatural and our supernatural God. We're beginning a new biblical series called The Unnatural Way of the Upside Down Kingdom. And the unnatural way is simply the our supernatural God and His supernatural ways. And the upside down kingdom is the unusual kingdom of heaven that is not an earthly kingdom, uh, that loves even our enemies, that turns the other cheek when we're struck. Uh, it's a it's a it's a difficult thing sometimes to understand. Our our society, our culture is so fascinated with uh, the supernatural, with demonic entities, and we have movies about exorcisms and fantastic things. And we as Christians have been talking about our supernatural God and His supernatural miracles and His ways for centuries crazy fantastic uh scenes of donkeys talking to prophets uh eve has a conversation with a serpent and it seems to be a normal thing in the garden of eve eden uh elijah the prophet calls fire down from heaven to destroy his enemies uh, in the book of daniel we have the angel angels gabriel and michael fighting demonic spiritual beings, the princes of Persia, kings of Persia. Jonah rides in the belly of a great fish back to the beach. God sending him back to where he started from. All these things are fascinating to us. So we have been discussing what people actually believe and what we actually believe. And the things that we struggle with, the things that we have a hard time with. And it's a funny thing to me that so many Christians today say they believe in Jesus and his resurrection from the dead. But they can't believe that that same God can put Jonah in the belly of a great fish for three days. Or they have trouble believing that Elijah called fire down from heaven. Well, do you believe in a supernatural God or not? That's the question. And that's what we're talking about today, and we're glad that you joined us. Let's get right into it. Love you. We're hot. All right. We're hot. This is uh, Daniel 10, 8, or 10, 10. And Gabriel is speaking to Daniel. Don't get shy on us now. Speak up. This, <laughs> and, is, this is the angel Gabriel talking to Daniel, the prophet. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man great love, to understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And, he, and when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that you, that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I was left there with the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people, and the, and, uh, what is to happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision is for days yet to come. That's awesome. 
Hop, welcome to the Hot Mess Bible Club. We are a super hot mess today. We are thoroughly confused, and we're 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 going we're starting a new journey today. It's called uh, the unnatural way of the upside down kingdom. We're going to start a biblical study of the supernatural God that we serve. Uh, we feel that the postmodern church, our modern church, has reduced God to a back pocket Jesus that might help you or he might not. And what we want to return to is the supernatural God that created the entire universe with just the voice, with just his voice. He speaks and things come into existence. We are... We are lost, but we are having a good time where we're at, whatever this is. Dumbfounded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are some supernatural things that it, that you see in the Bible? We Hagen just read you uh, about an angel visiting Daniel to answer a prayer. And this angel... An angel, first of all. I mean, it, it's an angel. Yeah, it's an angel from heaven. And he has to break through demonic demonic rulers fallen angels that are ruling sections of earth they're called the princes of persia the king of persia and this ark this angel gabriel actually has to call on another angel michael the archangel to help him get through so that he can talk to daniel face to face and answer the prayer what do y'all think about that uh I mean, it's definitely a mouthful. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, but here's the thing. My my whole point of this... They had to fight to get to Daniel? Yeah, they, they, there's spiritual battle going on. That's what this is all about. This is all about there's a spiritual battle going on that we can't see. Our senses can't detect. We can't hear angels. We can't see angels. We can't smell them. We can't touch them. So how do we know they exist? The only way that we know that they exist is Jesus told us they existed. If you can't believe the accounts that are in the Old Testament, which Jesus referred to as the scriptures, if you can't believe the scriptures, then how can you believe that Jesus was resurrected from the dead by God, that Jesus can save your soul, that Jesus can forgive you of your sins? How can you believe any of that if you can't believe that we serve a supernatural, all-powerful, all-knowing God. Yeah. It, I mean, it's unsupported without it. So, I mean, yeah. Well, Jesus points us back to the scriptures constantly in His ministry. He points us back to the scriptures. But I mean, he, well, he, he uses the scriptures, the scriptures themselves to fight to battle the devil when he was tempting Jesus. Right. He uses script. He answers in scripture. He doesn't answer yeah. on his own accord. He answers in scripture. Oh, this is a cool one. Jesus, when he was baptized by John the Baptist, he told John the Baptist that this needs to be done, and John the Baptist baptized him. He received Jesus receives the Holy Spirit, which is which is himself, which is himself. But he receives this Holy Spirit power from heaven. And the Holy Spirit, the first thing the Holy Spirit does with Jesus, you would think would be to shower him with presents and riches and gifts and power. That's not what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the desert, into the wilderness to fast for 40 days to starve yeah. and to be tempted by Satan himself, who's the ruler of this world, the prince of this world. That, you know... That's crazy. 
from a natural viewpoint. That's why we're calling this the unnatural way of the upside down kingdom. Everything God does is different than we think that he should do. Everything, it's not natural to us. That's the whole point. It's unnatural. It's supernatural. Well, and so, uh, I think in some of the ways that God uses the the supernatural to and the upside down as well, the confusing, un, unworldly ways that you should go about living, uh, one way he uses that to show his love for us, his people, is, is shown in like stories like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He could right. have just maybe like changed everybody's mind in a spiritual way like and everybody could have just seen it and kind of been like oh they're not bad guys Shadrach. I mean, we're just we want, we're not gonna throw them in the fire but no he wanted to convince right he wanted to show his presence he wanted and to convince. show it to everybody there was yeah. a large gathering proof right yeah so the, they got thrown into the furnace and and not only did they not burn up but they saw a fourth individual in the fire with them one of the things that disturbs me, that story that you're talking about, God did that miracle with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He did that miracle not for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but he did that miracle to reflect his own glory, to show kingdom. his glory of how how good and how powerful he is. Everybody today in the modern Christian church, it's all about me. What's God going to do for me? How can, what power is he going to give for me? What miracles is he going to do for me? What, you know, and, it, and it's a me thought. When everything that God does is about showing the glory and power of God. It's not about raising the person up. It's about showing his glory and his powerfulness. Does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in like, uh, I think... I mean, this might be a little out there for a lot of people, but I think, uh, for instance, the world now is, what's going on in the world now is pretty supernatural because in my opinion, it should be, we should have been with all the hate and violence and and, and, and people chasing power, we, we should have been, it fought each other to the death and extinct, but there's still... I heard somebody talk about this a while back. There's still, God still has a plan. There's still people that love God oh, and spread his word, and he still has a plan. That's why we haven't fallen into... Right. Well, we uh, know the plan. We have it in the Bible. Yeah. We have it all the way through Revelation. Yeah. And all of God's plan is to bring glory to him and to bring his people to him and save his people. Baker has a wonderful little passage that I want him to read. It's about Elijah calling fire down from heaven. And the reason we're talking about this stuff is because we want you to understand that if you can't believe these accounts of supernatural events, miracles in the Old Testament, how can you believe the miracles in the New Testament? How can you believe in the resurrected Jesus who is the only one that can save you from your sins? All right, Baker, when you ready. Alright, this is Second Kings chapter 1, verses 9 through 13. Then the king sent, sent to him a captain of 50 men. With his 50, <clears throat> he went up to Elijah, who was sitting on top of a hill, and said to him, O man of God, the king says, Come down. But Elijah answered the captain of 50, If I am a man of God, let the fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. 
Again, the king sent to him another captain of fifty men with his fifty, and he answered and said to him, O man of God, this is the king's order, come down quickly. But Elijah answered them, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your fifty. Then the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again, the king sent the captain of Again, the king sent the captain of a third fifty, with his fifty, and the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and entreated him, O man of God, please let my life and the life of these fifty servants of yours be precious <laughs> in your sight. It took a it took a hundred men getting killed by fire being raining down on them from heaven before the third group came and said, Okay. That's how hard headed we are as humans. They were going to come take Elijah by force, and Elijah and Elijah didn't, under his power, he didn't call down from heaven. He said, "If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven." In other words, God, if you want these people to know that I'm your prophet, you rain fire down on on my enemies right now, and that's what happened. Do you believe that happened? Yeah, I mean that's just, but that's, that's hard to believe. That's the thing. That's it hard is hard to believe. believe. And, yeah, and like, yeah. Oh, I mean, believe me. I mean, I've had my questions. Yeah, I, I mean, I've it's questioned like it. you you haven't. But it's okay to question it because that's absolutely. how you come to faith. Yeah, that's questioning. Right. And absolutely. the other thing is, I mean, we're like you said, we're hard headed. Oh yeah, and like and we're like, disbelieving. My thing yeah. is like I haven't seen that happen. I'm like that's yeah. the thing. But at the same time. It's unnatural. It's unnatural, and you have to have faith. It's supernatural. I heard an analogy one time that that struck me pretty good, and it basically said that like you can't, with all the accounts and and ongoing uh, archaeological discoveries that support the stories in the Bible, all of this stuff, all this proof of uh, content, things contained within the Bible, but yet there's some like. Uh, historical figures that we have a little bit of kind of um, accounts of and like but people fully right. believe them oh oh yeah, yeah uh, they'll believe somebody yeah. that wrote it down or yeah. somebody gets on the internet and says I saw so and so about half the people the question is was Jesus raised from the dead that's supernatural that's where the power that's is that's the main i mean that's the main thing absolutely that's the supernatural resurrection of Jesus proves that he is of god and the bible says that uh in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and it's talking about Jesus being the word Jesus gave us the word he gave us the word of the old testament to the israelites and he gave us the new testament He inspired all the writings throughout the entire Bible. God has always chosen to work through men and women. That's that's what's amazing to me, that God can do anything, any kind of way he wants to do it, but he chooses to partner with us and do things with us, through us. And that's, that's where the supernatural is, that he works supernatural. You know, there's Balaam, uh, there's a donkey talking to Balaam. You know, a, a donkey, he's, he's a prophet of God and he's going in the wrong direction and an angel stops him. But he can't see the angel, but the donkey can at first. And the donkey tells Balaam, you know, why are you whipping me for stopping 
you know, can't you see what, this angel? And then his eyes are open and he sees this giant angel with a sword drawn. You know, accounts like that, to me, are real. If I can't believe that, how can I believe that Jesus was resurrected from the dead? From the dead? How can I believe that, when, the, that the first apostles received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost and preached and 3,000 people were saved and given the Holy Spirit. How can I believe in the Holy Spirit if I can't believe in some of these basic supernatural stories? I want us to get back to the supernatural God. I, we don't have faith to have miracles nowadays. <laughs> well, people, people uh, I think I think most people think that like the, the stuff in the Old Testament is too far out too too crazy but the craziest thing is the resurrection itself that's the craziest supernatural thing i mean a a talking bush okay but somebody cheating death and being risen and now he can save us that is the most that is the craziest part so if you can believe that yeah i don't understand these people who call themselves christians and say they don't believe in the old testament like andy stanley's famous for preaching this he wrote a book in which he said uh basically that we should do away with the old testament or most just look at it as stories jesus preached that jesus referred to the old testament that's the jewish bible he referred to those as the scriptures that we were to adhere to yeah. He he wasn't throwing them away. He wasn't saying that the old law is no good. He was saying that I have come to fulfill the law. Not only can you not commit adultery, but you can't even look at a woman with lust in your yeah. heart. Not only can you not break the law, but you also have to control your mind and your heart. That's interesting to me. But before Jesus it was it was it from my from my understanding it was all up to you. The law, like you, you had to obey the law, and it was all up to you. But after Jesus comes and he was resurrected, now the law is still in place, and it the law does condemn you, but you can be saved by grace. You can be saved by Jesus. Jesus overcome, yeah, overcame the law. On it's like an it's like cross. an override button. If you're right. if you're uh, falling to your death, and Jesus hits the override button, you're saved. But the hyper grace <laughs> movement says that Jesus is going to let you get away with anything. Oh. The hyper-grace movement says the law doesn't matter anymore, and that ain't what Jesus says. Jesus says not only can you not commit adultery, you can't even think well, about it. He, he's he's not already given us... Not only can you not call your brother a fool, you can't even get it. You're not even supposed to get angry with him and stay angry with him. He's already given us an example of uh, in Matthew of how it's going to go. In right. Matthew either 5 or 25, when he's, he has the people on his right and the people on his left, and he says... Do away with me, you workers of lawlessness. Get yeah, get away from me, you workers of lawlessness. Not all, many will call to me Lord, Lord, but will not enter the kingdom. Jesus says that as a warning oh, yeah, at the you, end of the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, if if you believe in Jesus, you believe in the supernatural God because that's who He points you to. He points you back to the Scriptures. He points you to He. Jesus talked about Jonah. He talked about. Uh, the scriptures, it, when when the when the uh, Holy Spirit led him into the desert to be tested by Satan, the test of Satan, Jesus answers each one of those tests with his own words from Deuteronomy. Every one of those tests that Satan gave to Jesus, Jesus answered 
those answers came straight out of our Old Testament, the De- the book of Deuteronomy. Do not test the Lord your well, God. And if if you believe in the resurrected Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the one that beat death, and but you can't believe the supernatural, you're just a bandwagon. You're just going with the winning team. Right. There's there's no you have no faith supporting that and and I mean I just don't it's let's talk about faith a little bit let's talk about faith a little bit what without faith we get nothing from God faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word which is the Bible and when the Hebrew when the person that wrote Hebrews wrote that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word there was no New Testament. He was talking, when he refers to the word, he's referring to the Jewish Bible, which is our Old Testament. And if you can't, if you don't have faith, then you don't have God. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And my thing is, so many people today don't have faith. They go to church they go through all they do all the checklist items they do they 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 go through the routine and they dress up okay and they, i went to church that's good enough yeah i went to church i i, I checked out you know maybe god's okay with that are you believing god for miracles well are if you believe in god well, for that hold, hedge of protection that he hold on hold on but if, I, if you're asking if you're telling yourself or asking yourself i did this i did that is god is that going to be good is god okay with that you you need to check you need to check yourself because yeah. that's you should not even that's not you shouldn't even have that thought. But see, then that's that's another thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of people these days are just going to church and asking. Like when, like you said, they're asking for stuff. They're not like they don't want to spread. They're not wanting to spread the word. They're not wanting to bring glory they're not to God. To bring glory to God, and they're not like we had talked about. They're not. I don't. Th- not necessarily. Not necess- necessarily saying they don't have faith. But it's more just like, I feel like, and I hate to say this, but I feel like a lot of people going to church just go to have like a feeling that they're to like... To fulfill themselves. To fulfill themselves and right. they ask, like they're just, they're able to ask somebody. Like, you know, like they can ask, they ask the Lord they for help. You know, they ask them for money, for wealth. And, well, and, and let's tie it to the supernatural. We can't, we, well, we can, but uh, with God's... Um, anointing, we can do the supernatural, but right. what? But like, if I'm if I come to somebody and I ask them, somebody that's watched me throughout my life, and 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 I say, do you think I did all right? Do you think I'm gonna get on to heaven? Well, well if they can tell you that, if they yeah. can tell you that, then what am I doing worshiping God? I, let me just work. Let me just worship this person because apparently they know everything. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you're not you're not getting anywhere. If you're asking yourself, "Am I doing? Am I doing? Am I doing it right?" Yeah, because and, and Baker had a good point. He, he went back to the faith thing that people people aren't asking in genuine faith, and to believe in faith is believing in having hope and believing in something that you can't see, that you don't know, that you're not sure about. That's having faith. But now we I, we can increase in by in faith. By reading the word and believing God and believing Jesus. Well, having a relationship. I think that's the most important. It's not about religion. It's about relationship with God. Jesus said the two most important things are 
to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your body, and all your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. It's all about relationship. It's about relationship with God and relationship with other people. But let me get back to faith for just a second. Because Jesus, Jesus, God on earth, could not do many miracles in his hometown of Nazareth. And there Jesus could not do many miracles. Why? Why couldn't he do many miracles in Nazareth? They saw him as a human. They didn't they believe him. he could. Yeah. Right. They didn't believe faith. he could. They they didn't s- have faith. In Nazareth, his hometown, they saw him as the son of Joseph the carpenter. They didn't see him as God. And because they didn't have faith in him, he could not do many miracles to help them in his own hometown. He couldn't do many miracles because they didn't have faith. And, and how, how but, many how much are we lacking right now? How many miracles are we not receiving? How much? How, how do we do we not have a hedge of protection because we don't truly believe in our supernatural Savior? Yeah, but here, like, here's a question: Like you said, they didn't have faith, and he wasn't able to do miracles. Right. When you say that, do you mean he was like not? He, he was not able to do miracles. But why? I mean, he's Jesus. Because, because God has chosen to partner with humans. And if the human doesn't believe... So he took, he took Jesus's, he our took disbelief, Jesus's ability away. If, if He didn't take his ability I know, away. I know, but I'm saying he it hindered him if people our, didn't have faith. Our disbelief blocks miracles. Our disbelief blocks yeah. God from working in our life. So many people have so much worry and anxiety so it was over our fault. Di- right. So many people have so much disbelief and anxiety and worry about things that they're praying to God for but they don't believe that they don't truly believe that God is going to work in their life so they don't get their prayers answered. Because of their disbelief, your disbelief blocks God. From working in your life. Does that make any sense? In Luke 7, the following chapters, I'm not. I'm just going to start. Um, Jesus is talking to the woman that is washing his feet, that comes into the house and is washing his feet. With, right. Jesus is having dinner with all the... With Pharisees. Yeah, Pharisees. And he says... Um, why can't I find it? Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table with him began to say among the, amongst themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Yes, Go in right. peace. That's right. She has obviously had an encounter maybe the day before or two days before, and he's forgiven her of her sins. And she knows it. She knows, you feel it. When, yeah. when God... When you come to Jesus and you're saved, and this woman had obviously come to Jesus at some point, and he forgives you of your sins, you are a changed person. You are thankful. And that's what she is. And these Pharisees are haughty and proud, and they're questioning Jesus, but this woman knows 
she actually believes in Jesus. She has oh, faith. And she's willing to give everything to Jesus. And that's what I'm asking everybody today. Are you really are you willing to be a fool for God? Yeah. Are you willing to look foolish in front of the world? Are you willing to believe what God tells you to believe? Are you willing to believe that Jesus can open the eyes of the blind? Are you willing to believe that Jesus can save you from death and sin? Are you willing to believe? What do you what do you believe? What do you really believe? Jesus, we were talking about uh, Satan. Uh, that's part of what we're going to talk about in the unnatural way of the upside-down kingdom is how the world actually works. There are, there are little g-gods. Jesus called Satan the prince of this world. Jesus, I'm going to say that again, Jesus called Satan the prince of this world, and he said that he was coming for him, and he, and he did. And Jesus said he, had no, he has no claim on me. So if Jesus tells you that there's a prince of this world that's working against him, that's working against you if you're a Christian, why wouldn't you believe that if you say you believe in Jesus? What my, what The whole point of this study is to, to let's, let's bring back the supernatural God that can save us. Let's restore our faith. Let's restore the church's faith in God and his supernatural ability to save us. And and when you when when you build your faith and your relationship with God, I can assure you off of my short but but very uh um profound relationship with God that Satan when you turn to God, Satan has a portfolio on you on what you like oh, the most on what you what you who who you like the most and he will you. come at you and he will tempt you in the form of all of your favorite things worldly things he will he will hate you in the form of form of man he will hate you in the form of i mean anything to get you to turn away from god be careful about loving this world. Jesus said, "If you if if you love this world, then you're not the with me. Not in him. The love of the Father is not in you. God's not going to do if you if you're a lover of this world. If you go to church on Sunday and then all the rest of the week you live your life the way that you want to live it. You do what you want to do, and you don't talk to God. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't have a relationship with God. You got nothing. You wasting your time going to church." If you're either all in or all out, there's no in between. What do you think, Baker? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's right. I mean, it is right. I mean, if you you either have I faith, don't know, or you, you don't. either have faith or you don't. Like like we talked about, you're either checking the list off or you're you're and, in a relationship with him. I don't know. And my idea, my point of this doing these biblical studies, the unnatural way of the upside down kingdom, my point is this is 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 I want to test your faith. I want to test your faith. Do you believe in Elijah calling fire down from heaven that God did that for Elijah? Do you believe that a donkey talked to a prophet? Do you believe that Jonah rode in the belly of a great fish for three days because God wanted it to be? If you can't believe in a God that can take one of his great fish and pick up Jonah and deliver him to the beach, if you can't believe God can do that, then how in the world is God going to save you from all your sins and bring you to heaven and give you an eternal kingdom and in eternal presence with well, him in heaven. I mean, that's like that's like saying you never you didn't believe he died on the cross. So the point is, where's your faith? Yeah. What do you believe? 
And that's what these studies are going to be about. And we're all late to Vivi's for lunch. <laughs> She'll be great. So we're going to wrap this up. She's going to get on to us. Let's say a prayer. And uh, Father, holy and beautiful Father, open our eyes to see and our ears to hear you. Let us learn more about you and more about your miracles and your ways. Your ways are higher than our ways. We can't see you. We don't, we don't even understand your thoughts. We don't understand your ways, but we believe in you. And we believe that you'll lead us in this study and that you'll lead others that are listening to come closer to you, to believe in you, to have faith so that you can work in our lives and through our lives you can work into other people's lives. We love you and praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, be with us. Amen. Amen. All right. That was pretty good. <gasps>